If you are looking to start a business and you want to become an entrepreneur, I'm going to share with you six tips that I have to ensure that your business gets going and it gets off on the right foot. Welcome to the success club, the podcast where we delve into all things, business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade, multiple seven figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to uplevel your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie, as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies, along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the podcast. I am so excited to be here. This is just something that I have been wanting to do for honestly years now. I've been wanting to start a podcast and get in your ears, but there never seemed to be the right time or the right reason to do the podcast until now. So I am really excited to be here and I really hope that you guys enjoy the podcast. I've got lots of episodes lined up for you, all relating to business topics, um, entrepreneurship, basically anything to do with running a business. And I am super duper excited to be sharing this podcast with you guys. Let me just say as well, doing a podcast is no joke. Like it's a lot of effort and a lot of work, Um, you know, getting the microphone, getting everything set up and then researching how to actually start a podcast. There's actually a lot more steps involved than what I realized. Um, I did a little podcast course to learn how to create a podcast, which tremendously helped. But yeah, my hat goes off to people who are you know, running podcasts and who've been doing it for years and they have an episode come out every single week. It definitely takes a lot of preparation and planning and a lot of work goes into it. So I am very impressed to everybody that has a podcast already. But to give you a little bit of a rundown on what you can expect. So this is going to be a weekly show. So you can expect an episode every single week. I am planning to release the episodes on a Monday just so that you can have it for the start of the week to kind of get you going and get you set up for the week. I'll also be bringing on guest speakers. So I'll be having people on to interview them who are experts in their field, um, just to get to know them a little bit better and talk about some of the challenges that they've been through and some of their best pieces of business advice so that we can learn, not only I can share the information with you guys, but I can also learn myself, which I'm very excited about to have the opportunity to interview some amazing guests. I've got a few lined up and I am really excited to announce who they are. You might also be wondering why a podcast, like why did you choose to do this form of content? And basically it's because I personally love podcasts. I listen to them while I'm walking, while I'm working out, while I'm cooking. I just really enjoy consuming content in that way. 
I also love listening to business audiobooks on Audible. So it's kind of similar, I guess, listening to an audio version of a book as it is to a podcast. I just find it's really easy to consume the information and to think about it and really absorb it. As much as I love reading, I really do love that audio learning as well. So I just thought a podcast would be the perfect way to bring you guys content about business and really give you something that you can do while you're doing other things such as working out or cooking. You know, it's a way that you can kill two birds with one stone and I'm all about saving that time. So to give you a little rundown on who I am and why you should be listening to me, um, my name is Shakira J. Dickinson. I am an entrepreneur and a business owner. I have four businesses and I have just launched my fifth business. So the four businesses are three hair salons. They are called Hair Candy Hair Extensions. And I started this business back in 2007. So I just started working from home. I basically learned how to do hair extensions and I built a business up from home with very, very minimal expense. And I slowly grew it over the past 16 years. Um, So I started at home and then I built up to opening a salon and employing a team. And then now I have three salon locations. And then in conjunction with that, I have a wholesale online e-commerce business called Hair Candy Australia. So it's the same business name, but it is a separate business. And as a part of this business, we sell hair extensions to hairdressers around Australia and actually around the globe. As a part of this business, we also provide training services. So we educate hairdressers on how to apply our specific methods of hair extension. So this is another really big part of the business. Um, We run masterclasses around Australia and we also have an online course that people can watch if they want to learn how to do hair extensions. Now the business has grown quite a lot from those early days since it was just me in my spare bedroom. Um, We now have a team of about 25 employees And last year we did over $3 million in revenue. And this year we're on track to do about 4.4 million, which is just insane to me. Like I never thought that my business would be generating such a massive amount each year. And it's just incredible to see the progress and to see how it's grown over all these years. And I'm honestly so excited to see the future of the business and to see where it can go. The online e-commerce store is actually a big part of that as well. We're on track to do 1.8 million in sales this financial year. And it's actually at the moment, the fastest growing of all my businesses. So it is growing at a really rapid pace, which is really exciting. And that's something that I love about having an e-commerce business is it's such a scalable business and you can really grow it very fast in a short period of time. And then my fifth business that I have just launched is my business coaching business. So this is called Shakira Jade. Obviously it's named after me. And this is going to be a business where I help other entrepreneurs in their journey. So I've started out offering one-on-one coaching, but I will actually be offering masterminds and group programs further along into the business so that I can help more people on a larger scale. One of the reasons I really wanted to get into coaching is because I feel that being an entrepreneur can be really isolating at times and you can often feel like 
you are the only one that is having the problems that you're having, or you wonder, is it me? Is it somebody else? Is it the economy? Like what is going on? Why am I having these issues? And to be able to talk to someone who has been there before you and has done the things that you want to do and get their feedback and their advice is just so invaluable in growing your business. Um, I have worked with business coaches over the years. I still currently have a business coach that I work with who is very high level and is doing way more than what I'm doing and is in a position to teach me a lot because they have gone before me, I guess, and have made some really incredible business moves. And I think another thing that gives me a unique perspective is the fact that I have a service-based brick and mortar business being my salons. And then I also have an online e-commerce store. So I'm able to look at two different types of businesses and I know how to make two different types of businesses successful. And they are very, very different. The way that we run them is very different. The things that we have to work on are different. The problems that we have are different. Um, And whilst I do definitely think there is a lot of similarities in business, there is still a big difference between a service-based brick and mortar and an online e-commerce business. Another reason I wanted to do it is because quite simply, I get asked all the time to coach my friends or people that I know or other business owners. Um, They've seen what I've done with my business and they want to know how I did it. So they've approached me and I've been doing it on the side for years, just for free for people that I know and friends and so forth. Um, So I decided may as well turn it into a actual legitimate business and give it a real shot. So I'm very, very excited about that. And I can't wait to see the journey of this business and see where it goes. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some of my personal experiences on how I started my business. I'm going to talk about some of the choices that I made early on and also some of the struggles and challenges that I faced Um, and also how I overcame those challenges. So my first actual business was a lemonade stand. And I'm sure many of you can relate. I was always wanting to make money and be an entrepreneur, even as a kid. I was always looking for things that I could do to make money, to get ahead. And yes, I was selling lemonade outside my house and my parents thought it was hilarious. Um, but they also encouraged it a lot as well. And that is something I am so grateful for is that I had such encouraging parents who always told me that I could achieve anything that I wanted to achieve and I could be anything that I wanted to be. And they really gave me that mindset from an early age that anything is possible, which I am so incredibly grateful for. I think that definitely helps in the entrepreneurial journey, just going in with that mindset that you know that you can achieve anything it really sets you up to win. Then the next actual real business that I had that wasn't a lemonade stand was a makeup artist business. So I actually dropped out of school in year nine, which is pretty crazy, but my parents let me leave school as long as I was going to do some kind of trade or course. So I chose to do makeup. Um, I wanted to be a makeup artist. I did a course where we learned how to do makeup and all kinds of makeup for like bridal, for theater, for movies. And it was a really fun course and I loved it. Um, So I started my makeup artist business, basically just doing weddings and makeup for photo shoots or anything really that 
people needed their makeup done for. But something that I noticed was it was very sporadic work. So it wasn't really a consistent business for me. And I always felt like I had to be constantly chasing my next client because it wasn't really a repetitive service that people would want to keep coming back for. So I was always chasing a new client and I was working in hair salons doing makeup and beauty. And that's when I decided to start getting more into hair and into hair extensions. And this is something that I think is a really pivotal thing to think about when you are starting a business is having a look at the lifetime value of a customer. So with makeup, for instance, you might have a customer come to you who wants their wedding makeup done and they're probably going to get married maybe once, maybe twice in their lifetime. So they may need you once or twice. Um, Maybe they will need you for other occasions as well. But it's definitely not like a weekly or a monthly thing that they're going to need you um, to do their makeup. This is definitely not knocking makeup artists as well. I think there is definitely ways to be successful as a makeup artist. But for me, I just felt like I was constantly chasing new clients and it just became quite tiring and stressful. So I wanted to look for something that I could have a repeat clientele and I didn't have to constantly be marketing myself and trying to chase the next client to get work from. So that's why when I started doing hair and then more specifically hair extensions, I really loved it because it was something where I could have a client come to me, they would get their hair extensions done, and then I would have to continually service them. So every six weeks they would come back to have their hair extensions adjusted and it became an ongoing process. And this just made it really easy to build my clientele and to scale my business because I didn't have to constantly be chasing new clients all the time. And of course, sometimes people want to take a break from their hair extensions or, you know, they might want to leave them out for a little while, or maybe they decide they don't want them anymore. And that definitely happens, which is why you do need to constantly be marketing your business. But I think it's a really important decision that you need to make at the start when you're looking at starting a business is what is that lifetime value of a customer? Can you continually service them or can you keep offering things to keep them as a customer so that you're not stuck in that loop of constantly having to chase the next person? And the same goes for e-commerce stores as well. If you are setting up an e-commerce business, do you have a product that someone could potentially purchase multiple times? Or do you have a customer journey where they can purchase one product from you And then you have another one to meet a different need. And then you have another one to meet a different need. And it goes on and on and on. And that's what we've done in our online e-commerce store with hair extensions. So we predominantly sell to hairdressers and they will come to us to purchase our hair extensions to use on their clients. And this is great because once you have them as a client, they tend to keep repurchasing from you time and time again. And we don't have to constantly be chasing new clients because they are just continually purchasing from us. And as their business grows, then they tend to purchase more and more as well. So that just helps our business to grow even further. And just to be clear, you definitely have to market your business. The marketing never ends, especially if you want to keep growing and you want to keep scaling your business, then you're always going to have to market. And it's just a part of running a business, but the more that you can build a clientele and rely on word of mouth and those sorts of things, the easier it's going to be, the less money that you're going to have to spend. And 
it's really smart to think about that in the beginning. I also want to share some things that I did in the beginning as to how I structured the business to make sure that I didn't um, overcapitalize in the beginning. So one of the first things I did was I started small. So it was a little bit easier for me with a hair extensions business. There wasn't really a huge investment because all I really needed was my tools and then I was working from home. So I didn't really have a very big outlay in the beginning, but the things that I did invest in was my logo and branding along with business cards and flyers. And I remember it was like 16 years ago now, and I think it was like two and a half or 3000, which was a lot of money back then. And it was a lot for someone who was only 20 years old and starting a business. But I remember thinking that I wanted to have a brand that didn't involve my name. I wanted it to be separate from me and my name um, to make sure that I could scale the business and potentially sell it one day. And I just wanted to be identified as something. I just didn't want it to just be like Shakira doing hair extensions. I wanted to create a brand. So that's where I came up with Hair Candy and got my little logo designed and that was basically how I started my business. But so I do think that investing in branding and business cards and getting your logo and everything set up in the beginning is really important because it really sets you up as a legitimate brand. You're not just a person doing a service and you can really separate yourself from the brand um, to make sure that you have a scalable business. Another thing that I invested in was education. So I did a hair extensions course and again, it was like, I think it was five or $6,000. It was to me, it was a lot of money. Like it was so much money. It was like weeks worth of wages and I was really nervous to do it, but I knew that I had to do it in order to grow. So I do think investing in education, whether that is furthering your skills in your chosen field, or that is getting a business coach and getting education from them, or maybe it's doing online courses in things such as marketing or business or finances to understand how to run a business better. I think it is definitely worth investing in those things straight up to give you the best shot at making your business work. Another thing that really helped me as well was working from home. Obviously that meant there wasn't a very big outlay. I was just able to have clients come over to my house and it was obviously not the most professional setting, but it worked and it was fine. Um, and I also really heavily relied upon word of mouth. So I would ask my friends, my family to just spread the word about my business. And I think that's something that you should never be afraid to do. Obviously your friends and family care about you. They love you. They want to see you succeed. So I think asking them to help you with spreading the word about your new business, I just don't be ashamed to do that. Cause I think that can be really powerful if you have some business cards made up that you can hand out to them, obviously you want to have an Instagram that you can be promoting yourself on and just say, Hey, would you mind resharing my Instagram post? Would you mind just helping me out? I'm starting this business and I really wanted to succeed. And I'm sure that they would be more than happy to help you. Another thing I did in the beginning as well was I was working as a makeup artist at a store when I started my hair extensions business. So this was a really good way for me to get clients. I made sure my hair looked amazing every single day. And then people would always comment like, oh my goodness, your hair is so long and so thick. How did you get hair like that? And I would say it's hair extensions and I have this business and then hand out my business card. 
So that worked really well. Obviously being a makeup artist, it wasn't any kind of conflict of interest with me promoting my hair extensions business. So that was good. I was able to promote it to a lot of people that way. And then once I started to get clients again, I just asked my clients for referrals. I told them like, Hey, I'm starting this business. I really want it to work. Would you mind sharing it with a friend? I'll be happy to give you a referral fee, or I'll give you a discount off your next service. If you can refer people to me and just really relying upon other people to spread the word. I just think it's such an overlooked way of growing the business. And I think a lot of the time people might feel like I'm scared to ask people, or they might think I'm being too self-promoting or I'm too salesy if I ask them to promote my business. But honestly, true friends and family want to see you succeed. And even if you have a client, if you have a client come in and you're servicing clients and they are really happy with your work, they are also going to want to see you succeed and they're going to want to help you. So don't be afraid to ask for help and just ask people to give you a shout out and help you to get more clients. Another thing that really helped me with keeping expenses down as well was keeping my job until I was able to leave and fully commit to my own business. So while I was in that transitional period, I was working part-time and then I was doing my business at all hours, basically outside of my part-time work. Um, So that really, really helped to make sure that I still had that stable income coming in. And then I was able to run my business as well. And I know obviously 16 years ago, things were different. The cost of living was a lot less. Also where I lived, it was quite affordable to live there. So it was easier for me to work part-time and then start a business on the side. And I know that's not always possible in this day and age and the way that the cost of living is now. So if you are starting out a business, it is 100% possible to keep your full-time job and start your business on the side. It just takes a little bit more sacrifice and a little bit more determination to make sure that you can, you know, do both well. You obviously want to make sure you can still do your full-time job well, but then be able to have enough energy to give to your business to make sure that that can also succeed. But it is 100% possible and it is doable. So before I left my part-time job, I definitely weighed up the cost to make sure that I could be covering my expenses. Um, So I budgeted had a look at how many clients I would need each week in order to cover my expenses. And once I had finally built my business up to the point where I knew that I could afford to support myself just through my business, then I took the leap and handed in my resignation, um, which was very scary. But honestly, I've never looked back and it's been such a crazy, amazing journey. I'm so glad that I took that leap to do that. Um, And just trusted in myself that I knew that I could make it work and that I would also do anything I could to make it work. And that was definitely my mindset in the beginning as well. I was like, just give it a shot. What's the worst that can happen? Like to me, the worst thing that could happen would be I'd have to go back and find another job. That's the worst thing, which really is not that bad at all. And I knew that I didn't want to be working for someone else my whole life. I really wanted freedom. I wanted to have flexibility. I wanted to have the chance to make my own schedule and just call the shots with my career. So I knew I just had to do it and give it a go. And it worked out. And I'm honestly so glad that I did. The other thing as well that I really had was just that do whatever it takes attitude. So I would do things for free all the time. If there was a photo shoot happening, I would go in and do the hair and the makeup and the hair extensions for free in exchange for photos, in exchange for promotion. I would often sponsor events as well. 
back in the day, there used to be a lot of like pageants and modeling contests and things like that. So I would sponsor them, um, whether that was putting in gift cards into the goodie bags or doing the models hair and makeup. I was just down to do anything to promote my business and get it out there. So I also think this is something that can be overlooked as well. When you're first starting out, I know that you want to always be paid for everything. I totally get it. You start a business because you want to make money, but there is definitely a time and a place to do things for free and to offer your services for free, because that is really what can help your business grow and can really put you out there. And once you start making these connections and networking, if people see that you have that really do whatever it takes attitude, that's going to be so appealing to them to want to work with you even further because they see that you're just prepared to do whatever it takes to get the job done and that you really have a true commitment to growing a business. Those were some of the ways that I was able to grow my business and make sure that I wasn't outlaying a ton of money on marketing so that I was able to one, earn an income and make a living from my business, but also be able to grow the business and have money to invest back into it to ensure that it could continue to grow and continue to scale. So if you are looking to start a business and you want to become an entrepreneur, I'm going to share with you six tips that I have to ensure that your business gets going and it gets off on the right foot. So my first tip is to test to make sure that it works before you go all in on your business and you leave your job and you start your business. You want to make sure that the idea that you have actually works. So this is going to help you to get a glimpse on how much you can possibly earn and have a smoother transition before you go full time. So a couple of ways that you can do this would be testing your idea with friends and family. So if you have a service-based business and you're thinking about offering this particular service, you can try that out with some friends and family and get a little bit of feedback, see what the demand is like and see if it's something that people are actually interested in. Because sometimes you might be interested in something and think it's a great idea and you don't want to put a ton of time and money and effort into it if it really isn't the best business idea. So testing it out and kind of easing into it is a really good way to make sure that you're not going to overcapitalize at the start. Um, If you have a product based business or an e-commerce business, again, you don't want to go really all in and spend like a ton of money on getting a prototype made and going really all out with things because you want to just make sure that the actual product you're going to sell is going to work and is going to be popular. A good little tip that I got from my business coach was to sell samples. So if you are thinking about trying a new product and you're able to get samples of the product, see if the supplier can give you maybe 10, 20, 30 samples of the product before you have to go all in and order the minimum order quantity then you can actually start to pre-sell your product with those samples before you do that massive big order, just to see what kind of feedback you get, see if the product works, see if it's actually a viable business before you go all in on making something that is massive or investing a ton of money. The second thing you want to do is weigh up the cost. I know it's so easy to get really excited and just jump into a business or think that it will work, but you really want to make sure you weigh up the cost. So one side of that is weighing up the cost of the business, looking at how much money you can actually make, trying to estimate your expenses, which I know can be tricky at the start because 
You don't always know what your expenses are going to be, but do your best to estimate what your expenses are going to be and how much you think that you could potentially make. And this will just really help to make sure that you know where you stand and you know exactly what you need to make in order for your business to work. And then the second part of that is weighing up the cost of leaving your job. So if you are able to work full time and then cut back to part time and then cut back even a little bit more and then leave, that's a great way to do it because you're able to slowly transition from having a steady income into running your own business. And that can really help to ease that transitional period. The third tip I have is just believe in yourself. And I know that sounds really basic, but you have to believe in yourself and you have to just go for it. I know it's so easy to just stay in your little bubble and stay in your comfort zone and never push yourself. But if you don't try, then you'll never know. So you really just have to have that courage to believe that you can make it work and just go for it. You know, you don't have to go all in and give up everything and send yourself broke trying to, you know, start a business, but you can definitely take that step and take that leap into starting a business. And if you don't do it and you just keep it as a side hustle, that's all it's ever going to be. If you don't give it your focus and you don't take that big leap, then it's just going to be a side hustle and it's never going to be anything more. And it's probably not going to be what you truly want it to be. So yeah, pretty simple, but just believe in yourself. (laughs) The fourth tip is to set goals and have an action plan. So you definitely want to have goals so that you have clarity on the direction of your business. You also want to have an action plan. So this can be a business plan, or it can just be a simple action plan of the steps that you're going to take in order to meet your goals. The other thing too, is you don't need to know all the answers and you don't need to know exactly where you are going to end up. When I started my business, I just wanted to make enough money to provide for myself and to cover my expenses. I wasn't even thinking about it being profitable or having a team or anything. I just was like, I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to work for myself. And as long as I can cover my expenses, I would be so happy just achieving that. So I I just really didn't know that my business would be what it is today. So you don't have to know the full end goal of where you're going to be. You just have to trust yourself and you just have to start. The fifth thing that I would recommend is education. So don't be afraid to upgrade or expand your skills because this is going to be a huge part of growing and making sure that your business succeeds. One thing that I am a huge fan of is online marketing that has really helped my business to grow. And it can be quite a tricky thing and it can be a little bit of a difficult thing to wrap your head around when you're first starting out. So investing in education to learn how to market yourself online will really help in your business journey. So if you're feeling like you're getting lost or overwhelmed, getting help from either a coach or a business consultant is a great way to get you back on track and also doing online courses. I am so into online courses at the moment. I've done so many in the past year and I just think they're such a great way to learn about something different and expand your knowledge of business and investing in something like education. You're never going to regret that. It's never something that you're going to walk away from with nothing. You'll always feel good for investing in yourself and investing in your education. And it's something that can never be taken away from you. And my sixth tip is just to start. So just do it. (laughs) If you don't start, then you'll never know what your outcome could be. 
And I honestly think this is one of the biggest setbacks that I see in people. They have an amazing vision for a business, but they don't do anything about it. I have heard so many good, amazing, great business ideas over the years from people, and they've just never actioned them. They've always just been an idea, something they fantasized about, and they've never done anything about it. So don't be one of those people. (laughs) Actually do what you want to do and put your business into action. And once you get started, you'll see if it's working. And then if it's not working, you can make pivots and you can make changes to make it work. But whatever you do, you will find a way to make it work because any situation that comes along, you'll be able to figure out a way to make it work. But if you don't start, then you'll never know. So that's probably my top tip is just to actually start and actually do it because that's the best way that you're going to become successful and have the type of business that you want to have. So to recap those six steps, number one is make sure you test to make sure it works. Number two, weigh up the cost. Number three, believe in yourself. Number four, set goals and have an action plan. Number five, invest in education. And number six, start. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. This has obviously been a little bit of a get to know me and a little bit of a starting out for new entrepreneurs, but some of my next episodes coming up will go a little bit deeper into some business topics, some business strategies, which I am really excited about. So I hope that you will tune in for more episodes. And another thing that I'm going to do at the end of each podcast is talk about my favorite things. So I'm just going to pick something every week that I'm loving. It could be the most random thing, but I just feel like I always find these really cool things and I just want to share them with everybody. So this is my little chance to do that. So my favorite thing this week is a book that I've been reading called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McEwen. And it's honestly such a good book. It's really given me a different perspective on life and on business and just what really matters, I guess, in life. One thing that he says in the book, which I love, is he says, to discern what is truly essential, we need space to think, time to look and listen, permission to play, wisdom to sleep, and the discipline to apply highly selective criteria to the choices we make. And one thing that I really love is he really emphasizes the point of having quiet time and having quiet space and really making time for that in our busy lives. I know how hard it is to take time away when you're busy and you're working and you're trying to start a business and you've got family and friends and all these things going on, but really taking that time to sit with yourself is so invaluable. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but When I go on a plane, I am all of a sudden filled with the most brilliant ideas and inspiration and all these things come to me and it has happened so many times and I didn't really realize why that had happened. And I think it's because I'm giving myself that time to think and just zone out and just let the ideas like come to me and flow through me. And I think it's because usually when I'm on a plane, I'm not on my phone, I'm not on the internet. So I have this time to just sit and think and all these things start coming to me and it's truly incredible and I've heard of this happening to people when they're in the shower it doesn't happen to me in the shower but I've heard of other people saying they get their best ideas when they're in the shower and I think it's just that time alone that time for your thoughts to flow 
And I think this is really, really important in the day and age that we live in to just really take that time to sit with yourself and just let yourself relax and let some ideas, let some thoughts flow through you, let your intuition kick in and just really listen to yourself and listen to what your intuition is saying. That's one point that I love from the book, but there are so many amazing points in the book and I highly recommend it. So if you're looking for a new read, Essentialism, it's a great one and I loved it so much. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Episode one is in the books, which is exciting. And I will be back next week with a new episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. I would love it if you would DM me and let me know your thoughts on the episode. I am so open to any feedback. This is obviously brand new and I want to make sure that it's amazing. So if you have any feedback about anything, whether it's the sound quality or it's the content, I am down to hear any feedback that you might have. So definitely DM me and let me know. And I will see you guys back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.